episode 137 of the All the Books show, recorded live. It no. is recorded live. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, there's no audience. <laughs> we're not recording in front of a live studio audience like old Nickelodeon shows. Couldn't just drive right through yeah. it. Had to really Sorry. point that Panicked. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recorded at the David A. Howe Public Library. But you know what? That yeah. awkward interchange proves that we're recording it live. That's true. Because yeah. otherwise... Yeah, we'd edit that right out we'd normally. we just cut it. In a more professional setting. Said Dave Coulier. Yeah. Actually said me like two seconds ago. Did you really before say that? I hit record? Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. You were whistling into the mic. Oh, I was like, cut, it, cut out. it out. I did yeah. the... Oh, he did? Okay. We well. talk about book news, author news, and literary news in front of a live studio audience. No, no, no. no. Cut that. No? We'll cut that in editing. All right. We'll fix that. What was his name? Mark Summers will be here. Mark's in just host a of few... Double Dare. Host of Double Dare and a few other Nickelodeon shows. I you didn't ask for this story, but I'm yeah. going to tell it to you. One time, Uh-oh. my friend Brandon and I went with his parents to Double Dare Live. Uh huh. And Scott Summers was running through the audience, yeah. you know, trying to pick families to come up and do it. And right. he came to us and he was like, you guys. Uh-huh. But Double Dare always picked. Families. Well, yeah, but a, a boy and a girl. Oh. It was always, it was just two bros uh-huh. and a couple of parents. They were like, forget it. So I was this close wow. to being on Double Dare Live. Oh, man. And I did meet Mark Summers. So that's, that's pretty good. Kind of a. Who was the, uh, there was a woman later on who hosted a lot of Nickelodeon so. That ha- skier, right? Or the- she was an Olympian. Was she? I think so. The last name was also Summers. Yeah. And I thought they were either related or married or yeah. Whatnot. I think I know who you mean. But I just I can't, assumed I can't everything. Picture her name. Yeah. Right now. Anyway. All right. We're we're not doing a Nick- classic Nickelodeon spotlight, but I wouldn't be against it. Right. Okay. So what we are going to be doing is taking a little look through the ages and see uh, what fun stuff we've done for the first quarter because it's yeah. already we've already completed the first quarter of 2018. Yeah. Welcome so we're going to be April. talking about some of the best books and movies that. We've personally enjoyed mm-hmm. so far this year. Yeah. A little later in the episode, yeah. a lot of news today. Yeah. We've got a news-heavy episode, so let's get right into it. All right, Mark Summers, take it away. All right, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Just kidding, that wasn't Mark Summers. But <laughs> let's look at our let's look at our bookmark. Uh, I did a lot of reading this last week. I was a busy little fella. Yeah, uh, you're I s- kind of a braggart. Thank you. No, that's all right. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I read the last Coyote. Uh-huh. By Michael Connolly. Right. Uh, which is one of his Harry Bosch. Harry Bosch, thank you. No problem. And I really liked it. I think it's the best one of the best Bosch book I've read so far. Yeah. Yeah. I know we talked about that a little bit last week. Full Bosch. But now that all of the counts have yeah. been uh tallied, it is the best one that I've read so far. Okay. Anyway. It's the Boschiest of them all. I read The Faithful Spy, the Edgar Award winning debut for Mr. Alex Berenson. Uh, hey, Berenson. Good, good spy novel. I liked it. What's the I title? It was pretty good. The Faithful Spy. Oh, I thought it was the Forever Spy. It was kind of spy. interesting. It was it was Darn. written and set like directly after nine eleven. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't I don't typically like when stories take. You know, it's he's like talking about Donald Rumsfeld and like yeah. just a lot of really <laughs> true life things, and I don't really like that yeah. for two reasons. One, it's too real. I don't yeah. want to read about that. And second. Mm-hmm. It dates it, you know. Yeah. It just makes it instantly like. So we're talking 2002 at this point, right? You know, so There's I probably wouldn't have done that, but it was handled a little better than right. it has been other times. Lots of the character wondering when SNL is going to come back on air. Yeah, right. Because so, yeah. it took a hiatus. Yeah. And what I thought was really interesting about it was the character um, is John Wells, uh, who is deep undercover, like with Al Qaeda. Gasp. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, he embraces like the Muslim faith uh-huh. while he's over there. Yeah. And so then when he comes back, people are like, whoa, wait a minute. Oh, okay. you know? So it was an interesting thing to do so soon after right. you know, to say that like the right. Muslim faith is not 
just a terrorist organization, right. you know, when that's kind of like everybody's fear at the moment. So to do that so soon after, mm-hmm. and I thought it just made for an interesting part of that character, mm-hmm. you know, that he was trying to stay true to that when he was away from it. And so right. it, it made for some interesting reading. And this is by Alex Berenstain. Alex, no. You're thinking of Stan and Jan Berenstain, the late writers of the Berenstain Bears. Okay. Their son, Mike Berenstain's taken it over. I remember Alex Berenstain when I was a kid. Can I tell you something? What? I kind of like the Mike Berenstain, Berenstain Bears books better than wow. the originals. I don't so. I think I liked whatever I was reading as a kid better. Okay. So the 80s ones? Makes sense. So well, you've got no reason to be reading the Berenstain Bears now, yeah, whereas I true. do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Uh, and someday I'm going to read them to my toddler. Yeah. Just kidding. That's I think why. there's a pretty good one where like, <laughs> listening. is it Papa Bear? Do they call him Papa? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a, there's one where Papa Bear just like. Embraces the Muslim faith. Yeah. I know the one you're thinking uh, of. <laughs> okay. Go. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I also read Pocket Full of Lies by Christian Beyer. One yeah. of the Star Trek Voyager books, which was fine. Yeah. I prefer Pocket Full of Sunshine. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but I've got a Pocket Full of Sunshine. Oh, yeah. oh. I don't remember the rest of the song. Yeah. Sorry. I don't either. Okay. I got a pocket of pocket full of sunshine. Eric trying to bring, oh, I thought you were trying to bring sexy back with the. Uh, I got that. Never mind. Sunshine in my pocket. Oh, you're thinking the Trolls song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure who sings. I think it's not Nelly Furtado. I don't know. Ooh. I think it was. I think it was Mark Summers, as I recall. No, <laughs> not really. Uh, I'm currently reading the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, and I had hoped to like it. And I think it's just a taste thing, why I don't. It just feels, I cannot believe that this isn't already like a BBC thing with like Maggie Smith and Judi Dench, because it just reads (laughs) so much like one of those things. So if you do like one of those things. You pick two ladies who probably won't be around in the next five years. You think? I mean, Judi Dench is going blind. I think either one of them could mop the floor with you. Well, yeah, physically, they would knock me down. I wouldn't be able to get it. They'd just start wailing on me. I'd be like, leave me alone, Judi Dench. My point is, with Uh the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society, (laughs) if you like that kind of thing, this will definitely be the book for you. I don't, usually. So I'm just kind of like, okay. (laughs) I think it will be a hit with the book club. Right. So that's good. As big of a hit as Natasha Bedingfield's Pocket Full of Sunshine. No. All right. The one where she's like, take me away. Yeah. Take me away. What about I'm walking on sunshine? I'm walking on. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good it's a lot of good sunshine. Oh. And that concludes our sunshine song related. <laughs> oh, Sunshine Superman by Donovan. If we really want to talk yeah. sunshine songs. Yeah. That's the progenitor. That started it all. You think so? You probably, think that was the first song to mention sunshine? You are my sunshine is probably a little bit older. You think they were like cavemen <laughs> who decided they didn't like, know. No, yeah. I, I don't cover the I cover hard political issues yeah, right now. I like what's going on with Gork? Yeah. Where's yeah. where's all that extra meat you promised us, Gork? <laughs> That's the song he's he singing. He doesn't have time to write about the sunshine. You can't trust Gork. You food. can't trust Gork. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Gork's a dork. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the first rap. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> What have you been reading? <laughs> I've been reading the uh, life and history of uh, Jork. <laughs> it changed from Gork to Jork. Jork's the writer. Oh, okay. Yeah, they okay. were still coming up with names. Good. So yeah. he was. Yeah, he was the first progenitor of yeah. a lot of uh, scales. Okay. So he had he had a scale issue. Probably Gork Jork at that time is the the Justin of our time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when sure. I was a kid, everybody's name was Justin. Yeah. So everybody's name started with ended and with back Gork. then it was like, all right, Gork J yeah. and Gork F. Yep. You guys are both in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. All right. So you're reading the life of Jork. <laughs> what else? I'm sorry. Just thinking about Gork. You, you read the superior foes of Spider-Man. Ooh, where's, oh, you have my Goodreads open. No, I just know that. I have been reading the superior foes of Spider-Man. It's, it's really funny. I How's haven't it? finished the okay. second volume. No. Nah. Uh, I finished Infinity 
by Jonathan Hickman. Did I talk about? I think I talked yeah, about this last it. time, you but I hadn't it. finished it. I, you know, I was kind of hoping our episode from last week would have encouraged you to go out and find a novelization, the novelization of your dreams. Yeah. Well, I did it. think about it. There were some like I should find okay. like the Terminator Two. Good. Uh, you should. Thing. Hey, you got a you got a birthday coming up in about five months. So. That's true. <laughs> nice. I'll be thirty-two. Only thirty-two. Only. You look much older. Thank you. Yeah, you do. You look like you yeah. spent a lot of time in the sun. Yeah. So. Well, I've got a pocket full of sunshine. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. Um, if I if I look older, it's because I was reading Infinity by Jonathan Hickman, a Marvel comic that came out in twenty thirteen. Uh, about Thanos and other stuff, and it was very boring. Okay. It was so long. Six issues of uh, Infinity, six issues of Avengers, six issues of New Avengers, and really bad Avengers books. And it was just boring. Just, just a bunch of talking heads nonstop for this whole book. And then, like, each issue would always end with, like, a space fleet. Okay. Slowly moving towards a planet. <laughs> and then after a while, I'm like, nothing is happening. No. This is the worst. And, uh, yeah, so if you like Infinity Gauntlet, or you like Marvel's Annihilation, or DC's Sinestro Core War, yeah. or uh, in uh, not Infinity, what am I thinking? I'm not sure. Infin- Infinite Crisis, right? Infinity is terrible. Mm-hmm. I would not suggest it. Okay, it's a slog. All right. I tried to get it. I was reading it to get ready for the new movie, and okay. there's some stuff I think that the movie's going to pull. Mainly his like kids or his army look okay. i can't even this is as much energy as i can muster to talk yeah. about this it was yeah. and this is like a big space epic marvel superheroes book. really boring yeah so. um now i think that we both uh-huh. uh watched a page to screen adaptation over the weekend that mm-hmm. we can talk about so i uh-huh. i think they're of the same caliber and height so right. i watched uh miss fisher's murder mysteries the complete series just the first episode uh-huh. Based on Carrie Greenwood's Australian mystery series. And? It was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Did you watch That's... it because we have the whole series on DVD here? Do we? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was requested. It's on one It's one DVD. One rental gets you the whole series. Wow. Yeah. Wow, sir. Talk about a bargain. And that's for free with your library card. Yeah, that's right. Library cards cost at least one child. So these books have uh, been... That's not true. These books which follow the protagonist, Fryn Fisher. Yeah. Uh, the first book, Cocaine Blues, Ooh, or yeah. Death by Misadventure, you choose which title you like, was published in it's... 1989. Uh-huh. Uh, the last book, well, the last book so far, Murder and Mendelssohn, was published in 2013. So uh-huh. a long-running series, a total of 20 full-length novels, plus a couple of collections of short stories. So if you like this character, so many options for you. And we have it right here in the collection. Right. So that's exciting. Death by Misadventure. Is it Death by Miss? adventure no. oh that's, that's what i a, thought you yeah, were getting that's at. a problem all right that's a real mist and yeah. you watch something of a similar yeah uh, i watched the hype. adventures of misadventure really yeah that actually now good. i've got to write that that sounds great yeah. uh i watched ready player one. Oh yeah what? is that the one you were talking about yeah i was trying to figure out where you're going with based that. on the novel by a man named lear just kidding that's uh it's by ernest klein ernest klein book. his second book pretty terrible armada Right, you hated yeah, that. I did. I was really disappointed by it. It was like he he took all the, like there's there's some things. Ready Player One is a bunch of pop culture references and lists and other stuff, but mm-hmm. it's also like an adventure. It's fun. It's a coming of age story, sci fi and whatnot. Okay. And instead of like focusing on the original stuff that we liked, 
with like the topping of all the pop culture references, Yils. he went like the other way around. I see. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, sorry about that sound I made no, no. earlier. I'm looking at it on this. No, uh, you're entitled. Wavelength, and I'm like, oh boy, that you looks. You sir annoying. are entitled to do that. Anyway, I like the movie. Uh, Spielberg cut out maybe. There's a big part of the book that becomes a real drag. Um, near like if it in mm. like act four, I remember form, you saying near that, yeah. the end of like the second act, beginning mm. of the third act. It just there's just this like, well, I can't be the hero, blah blah blah, kind of yeah. stuff in the book, and it just goes on forever. I remember reading it and being like. When's this gonna get back to being good? Um, and Spielberg's like, let's just let's just not include that whole yeah. that whole part. And so, boy, you know what? That would make a fun spotlight. Sometimes talk about all the page to screen adaptations and the stupid subplots they cut out. Yeah, don't get me started on the house elf rebellion that runs through the Harry Potter books. That was so annoying in the books. Yeah, not in the movies at all. Yeah, totally cut out. The house elves have rebelled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were like, we want to be. I yeah. don't know. Not. Like slaves, I guess. So yeah, those, good, good for them. Those books but are crazy, yeah. You can just, just let like all the wizards that are supposed to be good are like. But we also have slaves, right? So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Not like those muggles, right. slaveless fools. Yes. Um. <laughs> anyway, Ready Player One. Um, it was really good. The first, the first action scene, which is this big race. It's like a crazy Nintendo-inspired wacky race. Wacky, I guess Nintendo inspired Wacky Racers is just Mario Kart. Yeah. So never mind. It's nothing right. like Mario Kart. Nothing like Mario Kart. Um, no, but it is like this big action set piece where just like chaos is just being thrown at everything. Would you say that chaos reigns? Yeah. Okay. Who else says that? I don't know. Okay. Um, and so, it, but like Spielberg, you know, he's doing his normal. I'm shoot. familiar with him. Sure. He the way he's shooting it up, he just he shoots action scenes in a way that I don't think a lot of people do or can. I think sometimes people try to replicate it and some get it a little bit closer. But like when you're watching like a scene like that, that's shot by Spielberg, you know, okay. that like it's a Spielberg. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, nice. It's his most popcorn adventure film since, I don't know, I guess you either count bridge of spies. Probably <laughs> <laughs> you either count Tintin, but that's animated Ugh, barf. Um, or then you count Indiana Jones in the, Crystal Skull. I would take Crystal Skull over Tintin. And I don't think you should. Or even War of the Worlds. But okay. th- that's not really like... That's pretty dramatic. That's like kind yeah, of dark. Yeah, but it's still pretty popcorn-y. Yeah. So, that's a good movie. Um, and if you don't count War of the Worlds or um, uh, the other one, Minority Report, because they're a little bit serious. I don't know how yeah. where you go. I yeah. guess Lost World. So like, uh, it's nice seeing like big popcorn-y yeah. Back Spielberg. Back to his roots. Yeah. So, and I think... Um, I think like if you're wary of all the pop culture references being thrown at the screen, yeah. it's it's not really like everything works already. Okay. So it could have been like any type of thing. Instead of just doing like 80s and 90s pop culture, you could be like, and now it's just going to be, I don't know, rock and roll pop culture. Like mm-hmm. the, the trappings of the references don't really matter. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. the adventure right. and the fun is still there. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't love the main kid though. Okay. He played Cyclops in... Uh, x-men apocalypse oh and i think they cast him just because he looks okay in a visor um but he in the real world he never really came across he does he looks like somebody spielberg would cast in any of his movies okay what does that mean i i don't know he just looks classic he kind of has like an 80s like an 80s kid face vibe (laughs) that like spielberg might have cast in like et as like the older brother well age of apocalypse was set in the 80s so 
Oh yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Like Age of Apocalypse was actually set in an alternate reality where Apocalypse reigned supreme. X Men Apocalypse mm. was set in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So if you want to come at me, see yeah. that's the kind of person yeah. that you don't want to see. I wish it Ready was Player set in One with. <laughs> so but it's real. Yeah, and it's real bad. Um, I think that's it. I don't think there's much else to say about Ready Player. I think it's a okay. pretty. I think it's a good. At like if thumbs you like up. the book, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. If you okay. like the book, you should like the movie. And if you didn't like the book. I think the movie does a better job at winning over okay. uh, people. All right. So Nice. Because I guess the book is kind of like hated by a lot of people. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know what the problem is? In the book, if he has a bunch of characters from a dun- bunch of different like shows or movies showing up, he's like, he has to be like, and then there was Voltron, and then there was Godzilla, and then there was this. You know, it's just, he. how else are you going to write that without making it almost like a list? Yeah. And people just like, it's just... They just call it like a book of lists of mm. geeky stuff, mm-hmm. but on the screen, he Spielberg just like shows it all. I see. So it's you, you. It's up to you to like catch it, but you don't have to. I to still enjoy it. Oh, that sounds good. So, yeah. I guess we also watched a vinyl record to stage to screen adaptation with Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. live. Hey man, concert. that's Thumbs an adaptation up? of one of the oldest books known to man. That's true. Yeah, Gork's Guide to <laughs> oh, Rock and Roll. Really? Okay, I thought I recognized some of it. Did you like it? Thumbs up? Thumbs uh, yeah, sideways? I did like the live performance. Yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the better live performances. Probably the best one NBC's done, but I didn't see The Wiz. I didn't see The Wiz either. So, and everybody said that was good. So it's, it's going to be hard to take... I feel like Grease is the best of the live musicals so far. Yeah, but I guess you have to like Grease too. That helps. No, not Grease 2 with yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I do like no, Grease you have to like Yeah, Grease. Like, you want to watch Grease 2? <laughs> sure. Um, sure, I will. So I don't love Grease, so like I... Like watching it live, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty good performance. Yeah, and everything. but I think the production was the most interesting yeah. in Greece. Like they really yeah. used the format. Well, well that was like the I first think. time in a long. That was the first time since they like restarted these live performances that like they were they built sets and yeah. did like interesting thing with sets. Whole big thing. I liked the Jesus Christ Superstar because they like went for broke with the way like the movie's very like almost anarchist. Yeah. Um, very 70s in style. I mean, they got people carrying around AKs and yeah. dressing 70s hippie. And everything. Though I much prefer the original movie to last night. Did you like the live version better than the original movie? No, I didn't like it better. Okay. Um, but I thought it was good. I thought John Legend just kind of he played a very like grumpy, confused. Yeah, he wasn't a very man. compelling. Yeah. You know, you it sort of. I feel like with that role, is particularly in this in this version, like yeah. you have to be compelled by that. That yeah. has to be a very charismatic person who can yeah. do a lot without doing a lot you yeah. know like he really you need to just see him and be drawn to him and john legend was just kind of like yeah a peanut butter sandwich what's what's her name sarah Bareilles? Sarah Bareilles, yeah she was pretty good she was yeah, yeah. i yeah, like she's her got dress. A great voice yeah. i know that's like superficial of me but i liked it yeah. it was like a nice i thought that dress. alice cooper was a super weird choice <laughs> i the problem with alice because, cooper like there's so many songs in jesus christ superstar that he would have been good at singing yeah I give him the one that's like it doesn't yeah. really make any sense i liked his singing i thought maybe he's too old I felt like that part needed more movement. Yeah. And maybe he's, he can't move. I think just stylistically, it was just as hmm. wrong. I mean, I think yeah. you could have done some cool stunt casting. I would have uh, or used him in a different way. I would have gone a little bit more out there with like his outfits. Yeah. Like made him more uh, colorful. Isn't, isn't Herod usually like in drag? In, in the movie, I, he's like an Elton John. He's got like Elton John glasses okay. and he's just, he's just like hogging the cameras like, hey, hey, mm-hmm. can you walk across my swimming pool? Yeah. Um, it was very. It was low watt. It was very low key. Yeah, you know. So I like the guy who played Herod. That's Alice Cooper. You mean Pilot? Pilot. I okay. like the guy who played Pilot. Yeah, Pilot was good. Um, but there was, but there was also something off about it. 
Yeah. So I, I would have, he's, he's an exception, but overall, I think I would have liked to see a little bit more color and yeah. something about the, the orchestrations for the live one made it harder to like distinguish changes and in individual mm. songs. I thought, I thought like they all sort of felt the same until like Mary Magdalene or, or pilot mm-hmm. or Herod sort of came up and it was like, Whoa, this is jarring, yeah. totally different. Yeah. But fans of the musical, you can get the whole 1992 London cast uh, on Freegal. You can download hey. the whole thing. You can stream it. Oh, Freegal, yeah. Or you can gradually download it. So um, check it out. I guess Andrew Lloyd Webber did a sequel to the Phantom. Love Never Dies. I, yeah. di- I didn't know that existed until oh, yeah. they showed the commercial for it last night. I've never seen it. My brother loves it. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. I guess he's going to do sure. Cats 2. Cats 2. Yeah. yeah. Would Dogs. you do... Hold up. Hold up. Because it's called Cats. Yeah. But would you do call the second one Cats, but yeah. the S is the two? Mm, that's pretty good. Cats the squeakquel, maybe? They yeah, just... cats can kind of squeak. I get it. <laughs> All right. So I guess that's it. Anything else you want to talk about bookmark-wise? Bop, 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 bop. No, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry, I was don't thinking. make those bop sounds. I was thinking. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we have a lot of news. So before we get to our... We have a lot of what? News. Oh, I thought you said nude. Yeah, let's... Um, well, let's first mention that uh, a very prolific, much-loved author, Anita Shreves, passed away over the weekend. Uh, we have a display of all her books. Um, I think The Pilot's Wife was probably the one that like Oprah picked up for a book club, and that was the one that exploded. That was the one that I could like recall at the top of my head. But if right. you see the covers of her books, you'll recognize them. I mean, she's a 18 novels total uh, and passed away at 71. Mm. So uh, if you're an Anita Shreve fan... Check out our display. Relive some of yeah, your favorites. So many of her books. Yeah. Because she wrote so many books. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. And we have some awards coming out as well. Go on. Take it away, Eric. Oh, okay. We're going to cover well, the Hugo Award nominees have been announced for 2018 and the 1943 Hugo finalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1943 ones are the retro awards they like to do because mm-hmm. they weren't around back then. That's right. Let's look at the best novels. Okay. See who's nominated. Do you know off the top of your head when these will, when August, the winners will be announced? August. August. Okay. Yeah. That's usually. All right. So this will give you some time to read up if you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. Best novel finalists. Uh, the Collapsing Star by John Scalzi. He's Empire. a regular in these. The Collapsing Empire. The Collapsing. What'd I say? Star. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. All right. The Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi. You almost Scalzi. said it again. I almost said Star again. <laughs> uh, John Scalzi of uh, what? Old Man War and Old Man War, Red, Red Shirts. Shirts. Which is red shirts is what he won the Hugo for, um, fuzzy nation or fuzzy planet. I can't remember which one it is. Okay, um, New York twenty one forty by Kim Stanley Robinson. Oh, you wanted to read that? Did you ever do it? Uh, I haven't yet, mainly because it's just so massive. Oh. I'm like, oh, how can is she the one who wrote like Green Earth and? He wrote Green Earth, uh, not Green Mars. Green Mars, Red Mars, Green Mars, Blue Mars. Kim Stanley Robinson. Yeah, is a man. Yeah. Okay. Don't you feel sheepish? No. Stanley can be a boy's or a girl's name. <laughs> You're right. Thank you. Uh, Providence by Anne Leckie, who wrote uh, Axillary An- Justice. Axillary Justice. And and, what did you say? Ancillary. What did I say? Uh, you it's said like ankle bone. Ankle bone justice. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an old school type of justice. Uh, Raven Stratagem. Stratagem. Thank you. By Yoon Ha Lee. I don't recognize... No? That's uh, standing out to me either. That name... But they might have been here before. Oh, I actually yeah. don't recognize the next name either. Six Wakes by Murr Lafferty. Unless Six Wakes is a comedy starring Owen Wilson, okay. Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. 
and Ed Helms mm-hmm. as they have to go to six wakes ah. uh, in one weekend. That's doable. Okay, what one if weekend. One day? Oh, that's too many. Okay. Okay, you think one day? Yeah. All right. What if they have to go to four weddings and a funeral? Uh huh. And Andy McDowell can come. Okay. Is Hugh Grant anywhere <laughs> in that movie? No, he's not. He's not available. He's not in that movie. He is. You're right. Oh, okay. You're right. Uh, I thought maybe I was thinking of the guy with the square head who's in <laughs> Mamma Mia. Pierce Brosnan. No. The other guy. <laughs> Colin, Colin Firth. Firth. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have a square head? No. Really? I don't get Rectangle. that at all. Yeah. It's a boxed head. Okay. It's a head you that would have corners if you drew it. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison. Is this part of that? This is book three yeah. of that book series. The first one. The one that killed you. That you hated so much. The fifth season. Yeah. If this wins, all three will have mm-hmm. won in a row. Mm-hmm. And I have committed myself to reading all the Hugo winners. And I hated the first oh, one. Boy. And you're so, such a commitment phobe. And there you go. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> commitment phobe. <laughs> so if I have to if I have to read the Stone Scott, if I have to read all three of these. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I don't know who's gonna win. John Scalzi, he's people like him. Uh he's fine. He's very I almost want to say he's the J.J. Abrams of the sci-fi novel world. A lot of people would think that would be a good thing. So for yes. listeners, that's not a good thing okay. in Eric's mind. Well, in, I guess in my mind, it's like he takes a lot of concepts that other people have done before better and then tries to be like, look how updated this idea is. I subverted it. It's like, well, no, you just did the same thing without a point of view. So like his old man war it ha- is, is kind of like... Um, an homage to the Forever War and Starship Troopers yeah. without having anything to say about war whatsoever. Okay. It was very, it's just very fluffy material compared to his predecessors. Okay. And in this guy's opinion, uh, Red Mars and Green Mars are some of the driest sci fi books I've ever read <laughs> with pieces that are really good, but he just, Kim Stanley Robinson just goes on. Um, Did you say Swiss Family Robinson? Yeah, Swiss Family Robinson's okay. New York Twenty One. I love that. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. Swiss? No, I haven't. So good. I don't even think I finished the book. I haven't read the book. Okay, well, I can't believe you haven't read the book. I can't believe that you can't. <laughs> Look, I'm not the one. All right, you wanted to talk about the graphic novels that were nominated as well. Yeah, let's hear the em. graphic stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. First nominee. I do. Black Bolt, Volume One. You Hard son of a... time. <laughs> That's not the first one. Oh, I think we must be looking at different ones then. Oh, all right. Darn it. Mine says uh, the B word planet. Uh, okay. So, volume two. Yeah. Mine President B word. Right. <laughs> yes. How did you skip that? Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that's nominated. The first one was here last year, I think. So go on. You, you're talking Black Bolt. Black Bolt, Volume 1, Hard Time, written by Saladin Ahmed, yeah. illustrated by Christian Ward. This is a Marvel book based on, I guess, Black Bolt from The Inhumans? Yeah. Oh. Uh, don't forget, his name is actually Blackagar Boltagon. Really? Yeah. Really? That's his full name. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I, You looked at me like I was joking to like, oh, play yeah. a trick. This is his real comic book name. It's Blackagar Boltagon, uh-huh. but they call him Black Bolt. Makes sense. For short. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. My name is actually Nickagar. Gagar, <laughs> and I just, just added a gar. Gagar, yeah. Gagar both times. Gar. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a common suffix. 
So Gagar. Gagar. Yeah, from sure. where I'm from. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask my father. His name is Gork. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Gork's a long-standing Gork, family Gork name. Gorkagar is his. Gorkagar. <laughs> yep. Anyway, Monstrous Volume Two: The Blood, written by Marjorie M. Liu. We have both uh, Volume One and Volume Two here. And you, my friend, have not read these. I'm gonna get to it. Okay. Um. Landro and Takisoma, colored by Kelly Fitzpatrick, lettered by Clayton Cowles. So I you, don't know who writes this. You are not reading the right one. I can tell you that. Yes, I am. Those are the answers from B Planet, Volume 2. What? Nope. I don't know what list you're looking at. B Planet, Volume 2, President B, mm-hmm. was written by Kelly Sue uh, D. Kunick. I'm on the HugoAwards.org. Okay. So I don't know what crazy secondhand website you're on. But Delandro and Takasoma are the ones who did that, not Monstrous. What? No, that was Landro. Monstrous is uh, Marjorie M. Lou. Okay. I don't know what just happened, but (laughs) let's just continue. Uh, My favorite thing is Monsters, written and illustrated by Emil Ferris. Oh, thank goodness. We both had that. Paper Girls, Volume 3, written by Brian K. Vaughn, illustrated by Cliff Chang, and colored by Matthew Wilson, lettered by Jared Fletcher. The letterer really can make or break something. Yeah, so, it can. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Remember when Batman was going by Latman for I a did. while? Because he kept somebody switched out the B with the L? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, weird. Crazy, There goes Latman. Yep. All right, you Watch know out, this Lats. one. <laughs> uh, Saga Volume 7. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've read this one. The only one I've read is The Paper Girls Volume 3. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, you, you're not really into graphic novels. Yeah, you're right. So You're right. <laughs> uh, also, the movies... Blade Runner 2049, Get Out, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Thor Ragnarok, and Wonder Woman. Uh, I see either Blade Runner or Wonder Woman getting it, but any other year it would have gone to Shape of Water. Mm. So I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, your new favorite Star Trek show made it. Discovery. It yeah, did? Magic Make the Sanest Man Go Mad. Oh, short form. In short okay. form, yeah. So All right. Anyway, so we'll we'll check back at the winners. We sure will. See if our podcast made the fan cast category. I'm looking over the nominees of the fan cast. We did not make it. That's but a shame. Things might change That's by a August. Shame. They might. You know, if uh, the right palms are greased, the yeah. right dollar bills are. What do you build? I don't think you should grease a dollar bill. That wouldn't be <laughs> helpful. All right, let's move on to our advanced notices now. Ooh. Tom Clancy's line of sight. So if you are a Tom Clancy fan, yeah. Bad news. He's not around anymore. I think we do this every time we but talk about Tom Clancy. Mike Madden has taken over the Jack Ryan Universe series, and here is a new is entry. Is John Madden still around? Uh, I think so, yeah. Really? On a break between missions, Jack Ryan Jr. is asked by his mother to visit oh. Sarajevo and track down a girl whose life she saved during the war. Finally, he thinks life might be quieting down. Uh-oh. That's until he meets Aida. Grown from a child into a beautiful and selfless woman, Jack finds himself drawn to her, not to mention impressed by her dangerous work helping Syrian refugees enter Europe. But the region is increasingly unstable, and just as Jack lets his guard down, Aida is violently kidnapped by the Serbian Mafia. With no official status, Jack's pleas for help fall in deaf ears, and he realizes he must act alone to save the woman he loves. But as simmering tensions threaten to bubble over, Jack will soon discover Bosnia is a dangerous place to fly solo. Jack? Have you, you know, I, I never can remember. What have you read? A Tom, Tom Clancy? Clancy? Uh, Hunt for Red October and Rainbow Six. Okay, so I've only read Hunt for Red October. I have played the first Splinter Cell game. <laughs> I read Hawks. Uh huh. Based on the Tom Clancy game, okay. I don't think that really counts for much. But Wait, so you read? I did it? You read the book based off of the video game? Yeah. But Tom, did Tom Clancy write that? No. 
Okay. He's just part of the series. Right. The Tom Clancy's. Okay. You know. Right. Uh, Los Chicago. This is wild card number 25. This is the this is the long-running series that's sort of edited, shepherded by George R.R. R. Martin. Are you familiar with this series at all, Eric? The wild cards one. Yeah. I haven't read it. Okay. I'm trying to think if I had, like, read a short story, but I have not. Okay. A gang of criminals are scattered across time and threaten the stability of the world. So we mm-hmm. will be getting this one shortly, if you're a George R.R. R. Martin fan. And finally, from our good friend, Joyce Carol Oates, comes Night Gaunts and Other Tales of Suspense. Night This what? is another one of her. Night Jaunts? I guess that might be what you'd say. Oh. G-A-U-N-T-S? I don't know. Yeah, it looked like a weird word to me. Gaunts? My wife's probably saying, like, it's this, it's this, into her well, You know headphones. what? What? They don't work both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking into your earpiece. Yeah. Well, I suppose you, you, might, you might be there as she's listening to this podcast right now. No, what's happening is like I'm sitting on the couch reading a book and she's going to walk in the other room and be like, it's jaunts. Yeah. And she'll just walk back in. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if she comes back now and says it's gaunts? It will be yeah. funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, she's going to leave you over this. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I think we'll get over this. All right. Go ahead. Um, That's it. Oh, that's it for my advance notices. Let's talk well, New York Times bestsellers. Did you read the summary of the Joyce book? It's a series of it's a uh, oh, multiple short stories, like her, all kind of in the doll spooky maker. genre. Yeah, like, like doll Ugh. maker and other things. Yeah, yeah, doll faces and other things. Yep. I used to peel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's scary. What? What is it? Scary to say doll faces and other things I used to peel or oranges? I think it is gaunt. Okay. Yeah, gaunt. Like because it's like gaunt, like drawn. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's all. So calm down, Hillary. <laughs> Is it scary if I if I called a book oranges and other things I used to peel? That's less scary. You think it's less scary? I think you'd be like, wait, what else would you peel if not an orange? Yeah. All right. I'm yeah. going to go with doll faces and other things. Okay. Uh, all right. So the New York Times bestsellers list for uh, hardcover nonfiction. It's just a mess. But let's, oh, okay. let's check it out. Let's see how united we all are as humanity. Let's do in it. In the nonfiction section. Okay. Number 10, In the Shadows of Statues by Mitch Landrew. A memoir by the mayor who called for the removal of four Confederate monuments in New Orleans. Number 9, The Last Black Unicorn by Tiffany Haddish. Uh, she was just in a commercial we just watched. Yeah. Where she just kept yelling at that pool boy. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Yeah, it was funny. Number 8, Enlightenment Now by Stephen Pinker. A case for using reason, science, and humanism to counter pessimistic view of Western civilization. Mm. Yeah, I have a... Maybe uh, pick a better font, buddy. Maybe that will help humanity. Yeah. That's so. optimistic, though. So oh. good for you. Yeah, you yeah. think so? Yeah. <laughs> like, the only thing keeping us from greatness now is font. Is the font. Yeah. yeah. You were saying maybe there's a way. Yeah. So. Oh, darn it. Number seven, Obama by Peter Souza. This is the photo book. Yeah. Uh, number six, I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle... McNuma, the late true crime journalist, search for the serial killer murderer and rapist known as the Golden State Killer. This has been here for four weeks. Wow. I've never heard of the Golden State Killer. Me neither. Ugh. Number five, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. It's it's okay. Yeah. So It's okay, folks. <laughs> Number four, Educated by Tara Westover, uh, the daughter of a survivalist who is kept out of school, educates herself enough to leave home for university. Okay. So I guess... Number three, Fire and Fury by Michael Worf. No, Wolf. Michael Worf. <laughs> Today is a good day to die. <laughs> yeah. We will bring much fire and fury upon the Federation. Bring me prune juice. Prune juice? Yeah. Is that his thing? Worf's all about prune juice. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Gosh, that show. Yeah. Hey, I kind of turned him into Ben Sisko at the end there. I hope you heard <laughs> Jake, I'm on DS9. You know, it got a little out of control. <laughs> so. 
Number, I apologize to our listeners. Number two, uh, Secret Empires by Peter Schweizer, the author of <laughs> what? Schweizer. I don't know what it is, but I'm positive it's not Schweizer. <laughs> Schweizer, Hillary, then. get away in. Schweizer. I heard you that time through your through yeah. your earbuds. The author of the Clinton Clash describes what some politicians might do to enrich themselves while in office. Hmm. Uh, it's a very short book. Mm. Bunch of blank pages. Oh, uh, snap. Wow. Number one, Russian Roulette by Michael Isakoff and yeah. David Korn. Details of the yeah. 2016 election with emphasis on Russia's possible involvement. Man, mm. people just get books out fast. They do. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time at this point <laughs> talking about Russia. Oh. Yeah. All oh. right. Just feels like something happened last week and there's a book out about it. Really? I don't know. I guess. Eric Nichols makes a chicken sandwich. Darn it. New in hardcover. <laughs> it's just a picture of me looking very surprised at somebody taking a photo of yeah. me. From Get out of here. I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> Why am I Jerry? It's chicken. Okay. It, it kind of seems like maybe I'm Jerry Seinfeld in this situation, and Kramer's the one writing this book. Oh, could be. Yeah. <laughs> could be. That's good, Jerry. That's real good. <laughs> Get out. You're a maniac. Where's my mayonnaise? Mr. Marbles? <laughs> uh, I can't do a George Costanza. That's all right. So can you? No one wants us to. All right. No. Really? Yeah. All right. Number 10. Oh, wait. I guess I just started reading off the list without saying the list. This is hardcover fiction. Fiction. This is where the money's at. Yeah. All the money in the world. Yep. Actually, there's a show now called Trust. Uh-huh. Uh, Danny Boyle. Uh, Brendan Fraser. Ooh. Uh, it's basically... Star of Monkey Bone. Yeah. And others. <laughs> yeah. It's basically just the movie All the Money in the World, but in TV form. Okay. With Hilary Swank. Oh. And Donald Sutherland? She's a million dollar baby. Hilary yeah. Swank, star of season eight of Beverly Hills 90210. Huh. Yep. Is she? How she's known. Number 10, An American Marriage uh, by Tyra Jones. One that we just saw broken up over because Nick couldn't figure out gaunt or jaunt. I said gaunt. Yeah. And you're the one who called it into question. Well, I'm the American problem maker. I guess you are. Problem maker. Yeah. Troublemaker. Yep. People call people troublemakers. Nope. You are <laughs> such a problem maker. <laughs> Dennis the Menace was not a problem maker. He wasn't. Uh, do you think uh, Mr. Mr. Wilson ever like punched Dennis <laughs> like in the face? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Do you think like a modern Mr. Wilson would? No. Oh. I don't. I think like a modern day Dennis the Menace would be like those YouTubers who are like driving their bikes off people's roofs into pools. Uh. Like he'd be like a YouTube blogger. Oh, you know, yeah. like uh, that stupid guy with the dumb hawk Keep face. Keep talking because I'm writing down our pitch right now <laughs> okay. to the Dennis the Menace <laughs> yeah. estate. <laughs> Who would that be? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, number nine, Before We Were Yours by Lisa Wingate. Number eight, The Escape Artist by Brad Meltzer. He's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> number seven, The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. I liked it. Yeah. Your wife did not Everybody like it. Everybody likes it but my wife. Yeah, that's my, true. My wife is the enemy in this that's, story. Yeah, she's the villain. Yeah. yeah. She's the... Uh, villain. Aaron... Brockovich. No, not Aaron Brockovich. She's the hero. <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch Aaron Brockovich thinking no, Julia Roberts was the villain? I've never seen it. Okay. Right. I was thinking of the guy who shot Hamilton. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Yep. She's the Aaron Burr of yeah. the story. Yep. You all are like, woman in the window. Yep. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. either. I don't know what you're doing. AJ Finn. Number six, little fires everywhere. Yeah. This time, I almost, like, I don't have my glasses and everything, so I almost read it, little fries everywhere. Oh, that'd be delicious. That would be so great. Just a little bag of... Yeah. You just walk around like, oh, little fry. Yeah. Oh, this is delicious. Little fry. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Bishop's Pawn is at number five. This is uh, the sequel to The Bishop's Wife. Oh, interesting. No, it's not. This yeah. is by Steve Barry. Yeah. So he still put he puts out stuff a lot, yeah. but I feel like 
he's not somebody we talk about very often. As That's like true. I'm author. actually kind of surprised that he's yeah on the New York Times bestseller list, not on a spiller rack, spinner rack in a yeah. pharmacy. Cotton Malone discovers <laughs> revelations. <laughs> uh, that name always delights me. Cotton Malone. Cotton Malone discovers revelations about the day Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Huh. This is April is the 50th anniversary of that. Oh, hey. That's why we're showing Selma Lord Selma, the movie, nice. a little later this month to commemorate that. All right. Yep. Number four, two weeks on the list. That's on April 24th at two o'clock while we're talking about it. Selma Lord Selma, mm-hmm. uh, two o'clock, April 24th, okay. Tuesday, down in the auditorium. Oh. Showing a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, you just became like an old, uh, like, Southern... Brockovich. Yeah, an old Southern Brockovich. <laughs> Uh, the Rising Sea by Clive Cussler and Graham Brown. A scientific team searches the globe for the threat causing sea levels to rise at an alarming rate. Turns out it's a ruby. Really? Yes, it's a ruby that was a cursed. giant ruby. A, a giant, giant ruby cursed that was ruby. Cursed. It's uh, it's in the Amazon. Oh, and they they have to go on a little tiny boat yeah. down the Amazon River. Yeah, but it turns out their biggest problem will be man, mm. their own hubris. Yeah. So and then yeah. anacondas. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so, right, and that man hubris. anacondas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, not bringing waterproof matches. Those yeah. three things Those I think are, are really going to yeah. hurt them. So, yep. All right. Anyway, what's next? <laughs> Number three, The Great Alone by Kristen Henna. Did you say The she... Great Loan? No, The Great Alone. Alone. Okay, that'd be that's the great different. Loan. I thought she was like opening a bakery and needed startup funds. Yeah. This is a great loan. Yep. I can do all kinds of things with this. Yep. Might even go shopping. Yeah. So, you shouldn't use your Sexist. loan money for like other things. True. So, though I did, I'm pretty sure like I got my loan and then also was like, I'm going to, oh, can I say that on there? <laughs> Fannie Mae, if you're listening. <laughs> Fannie Mae? Yeah. Who's Fannie Mae? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, The Punishment She Deserves by Elizabeth George. Viking? Oh, no. Viking is the publisher. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a Viking. Elizabeth George Viking. Yep. Yeah. She's a Viking. Look. Elizabeth George, comma, Viking. <laughs> the Punishment She Deserves. Detective yeah. Havers yeah. and Havers not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Haves and knots. Yeah. Two two detectives. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to stop banging that chair to the desk, you maniac? You keep reading this list. Uh, Detective Havers and Lindley investigates the death of a deacon accused of a serious crime in historical medieval town in England, probably involving Vikings. Probably. So we're going to be reading an Elizabeth George. Are you? A novel for a patroner's book club in a couple of months. What's the book? Uh, the first one, I can't remember what it's called. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Number one, Accidental Heroes. It's kind of how Nick and I fell into podcasting. Yeah. Which is a couple of Accidental Isn't Heroes. is that that movie with Matthew Perry and... Uh... Almost Heroes. Ah, uh, okay. That's, yeah. That's a... Uh... What? Mm-hmm. What do you do? That's Chris Farley's <laughs> okay. last role. Right. Uh, strangers pull together to avert a disaster involving two flights from New York State to San Francisco. I forgot to mention it's Danielle Steele. Mm. So, that, <laughs> you just had the same reaction to that if I asked you, it was like, hey, do you want some of my chicken salad sandwich? Mm. <laughs> the one that you made that they yeah. wrote a book about. Yeah. Okay. So, that, you, this is for the sequel. Eric shares chicken sandwich. Oh, with yeah. Nick. It's kind of a spoiler because yeah. I just knew you were making a chicken sandwich. Now I know it's salad, so I'm probably not even going to read the book. Uh, okay. Um, her books don't stay on the list long. They debut they've gotta, high. They've got to get out of the way because the next one's yeah, pushing right on yeah. it. They burn so bright. Yeah, they do. Scorch the earth and yep. then, you, then get right out yep. of there. So uh, yep. it's like staring at a nuclear bomb going right in, off in front of you. Yeah. So that's a Danielle Steele book, Only baby. when you finish a Danielle Steele book, you still have eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. 
the good ones mm-hmm, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it. That was number one, Danielle Steele, number yeah, one. debuting at number one. Good for you, Danielle. Is it surprising Elizabeth George is so high? I feel like I don't know. She's, she's one of those ones who like has a very passionate fan base. Mm. And so when she does write, people are like, woo, you know. Yeah. I'm a little surprised to, it. to see the Clive Cussler book hanging on for two weeks. Yeah. But I guess we'll see how it goes next week. I guess we will. Take that, Clive. So maybe not a lot of competition. Cussler. Well, it's not even his book anymore. I mean, they're co-writing it. True. So he, yeah. he's he's going the Patterson route. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of I Patterson? Read, yeah. I want to read Red Alert, the NYPD Red Book. Is that not out yet? Why Or has that just not been on the uh, oh. bestseller list? Do you remember Red, talking I, about no, it? No, I haven't seen it. Hmm. Okay. Well, Red Alert, NYPD Dead. Yeah, they changed the... Uh, they changed the labeling for that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense to make it. Uh... Oh, this this is book five. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it should be out. So I don't know if it just didn't. Did it debut in paper? No, hardcover. So mm. yeah, I don't know why it. Uh, I guess it just missed the bestseller list. Are we seeing the start of a decline? The end of James Patterson and Mr. Jimmy P. I don't know. Okay. I didn't see it in the uh, ebook fiction. Okay. So it's not there. Oh well. Oh well. Well, as promised at the start of the episode, we're going to be talking about some of the best books, movies, graphic novels, and for me, children's books that we've uh, come across in 2018. Now, just to give you fair warning, I am not limiting myself to only things that came out in 2018. Just the things that I have partaken of in the last three months. Yes. Okay. All right. Why don't you start us off with just the best whatever. things? Give me one I've of the things you so like. Far. Yeah. Give me your top choice. I got one locked and loaded. Nice. If you have it. Good. All right. Uh, it's it's going to be a toss up for me. I think I really was impressed with the last Coyote, so that's at least honorable mention. Mm-hmm. The highest star rating that I've given a book is The Woman in the Window by A.J. Finn. My wife read that right after me. She was a big fan. Right. Uh, Katura, our pal from STLS, used to work here, also loved it. Um, so it's it's been getting a lot of good uh, getting a lot of good reactions, and it's staying firm on the uh, New York Times bestseller list. So yeah. pretty strong debut. But I thought that was just really well done. Mm. I really, I was just like in it the whole way. I just wanted to know what was going to happen, what was going to happen. And even even the places where I thought I had it figured out, I never was like 100% convinced. In at least one case, I was just totally wrong. Like I just had missed something. Mm. Uh, but it was, a, it was the kind of thing where I'd missed it. And then when the pieces sort of came together, then I could remember you know, the trail leading there. So I was really impressed with that. But I think, I think that one was probably like the best, but the wife between us uh, also was, was really high up there. Right. That was the one that had a lot of, I just thought we were going in a certain direction only to find out that like, no, 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 that's not even what we're talking about. Like that just kept happening where I felt like, okay, I've got a handle on this. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go in a different direction. So I don't think, I don't think that was as well written right. as the woman in the window. But as far as being like a twisty page turner, mm-hmm. I think I was like more in it. The, so. one, the wife between us, I guess I thought that was more like a trashy mystery kind of book. I see why you'd think that the cover and yeah. the name really make it seem like that. It's not okay. It's not, but I, I think I don't think that's a hundred percent wrong. Okay, you know I think there are elements of that. Right, but um, I don't know. I just liked it, and I actually thought that it was gonna. I thought that it was going to stay around a little bit longer, like mm-hmm. be on the bestseller list. Was it? Did it ever? 
It was I, there for I a little bit. Yeah, we kept, yeah, we kept trying to make a joke out of the title, but it was right. tricky. True. And so. I kept thinking, like, you know, like word of mouth would pop that one back up. I feel like right. that's not getting uh, the attention that I thought it might. Yeah, maybe if Catherine Heigl makes, like, a movie out of it. Yeah, maybe. So You're just saying, like, she looks like the lady on the cover, aren't you? Yes, but because she was also in that movie with Rosario Dawson, uh, that she was then, like, stalking her ex who spooky. was dating Rosario Dawson. Oh, what is this movie? I can't remember. Okay. Rosario Dawson versus Katie Heigl. Katie Heigl. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. Thank you. What about you? What do you got? Um, the best book I've read. Well, I yeah. guess it's, I'm going to have to say All the Punishers. Really? No, I'm not going to say that. All the Punishers. Um, uh, I'd probably say The War That Saved My Life. And what was that about again? I don't remember. That was a kid's book. Um, that was about a... Oh, that was your book club book. That was a book club book. Yeah, I'll okay. just read the description. Nine-year-old Ada. Unforgettable, by the way, is the film you're talking about. Unforgettable. <laughs> Thanks, Nat King Cole. Yeah. No, that wasn't be my Nat King Cole. Oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, he he has like a very... I was thinking Louis, uh, Louis Armstrong. Yeah. yeah. He'd be like, unforgettable. That's what you are. Yeah. Um, nine-year-old Ada has never left her home, uh, her one-room apartment. Her mother is too humiliated by Ada's twisted foot to let her outside. So when her little brother, Jamie, is shipped out to London to escape the war, Ada doesn't waste a minute. She sneaks out to join him. So it begins a new adventure for Ada and for Susan Smith, the woman who is forced to take two kids in. As Ada teaches herself to ride a pony, learns to read, and watches for German spies, she begins to trust Susan, and Susan begins to love Ada and Jamie. But in the end, will their bond be enough to hold them together through wartime, or will Ada and her brother fall back into their cruel hands of their mother? Hmm. I know the answer to those questions. You, do. you know them all. Uh, it was good. I, I talked about it when I finished it, but it kind of deals with a lot of uh, the fallout of like abuse uh-huh. um, in a way that I think is actually kind of understandable uh, for younger readers. I think I don't think it's something that they'll read and be like, "This is horrible. This is this has scarred me." But I think uh, they can go away understanding, like you know. The, the problems these kids have aren't okay. their faults. It's the faults of their circumstances. And now if I'm remembering right, this is aimed at even the younger. This is not like a teen book, No, right? this isn't it's a like teen an book. like 8 to 12. Yeah, 8 to part 12. Part of our junior collection. Uh, yeah, it's set during World War II. Um, they, the woman they live with is like kind of a shut-in, but okay. everybody, everybody's kind of having to take kids in at this time. To, yeah, I've seen Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Um, and uh, she didn't want kids or anything, but she's... she's she's very responsible the woman who takes them in so she's mm-hmm. like she does a really good job um but she's kind of a you know you be okay i'll feed you and stuff but let's just you know this is business um yeah. but then they all start to love each other because that's what family does yeah um yeah and she rides a uh she she takes care of uh the woman's pony the little girl takes care of the woman's pony and everything um and like the kid the main character ada kind of has to realize like she's not all the things that the mom said she was like, she just thought she was for fat and she thought her foot was like this horrible disfigure because she has a club foot. Okay. Um, and everybody's like, well, why didn't, why didn't you just get it fixed when you were little? And she's like, I can get it fixed. Uh, so anyway, uh, I really liked it. Probably the best thing I read last quarter. Okay. Next to all those Punisher comics. Nice. So. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about graphic novels next, but Sick. um, I'll bring out the Punisher. So then. I uh, of course read a lot of picture books and easy reader books. Those are uh, called comic books, and that's insulting. Uh, so there's two that I wanted to mention, uh-huh. and they're kind of on the opposite. 
one is Can one I is be? like a jit. This is children's literature. Uh-huh. Did I say legit? Because I did. meant to say legit, but it sounded weird to did me. Did you say I feel like jit. I said like a jit or so anyway. A jit. Anyway. Um the one that I feel like is the more legit piece of children's literature would be After the Fall by Dan Sintat, which is uh, uh Humpty Dumpty. Oh yes, the Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna give away the ending. So if you don't want to hear it Uh-oh. or if you're if you're a child under five just have your mommy and daddy turn this down for a minute because... Turn this down? They're listening yeah. to it on the radio? Yeah, they're listening to it. Turn your dial. <laughs> anyway, I'd never really thought about Humpty Dumpty, like, hatching, you know? And it's just, all, sure. it's just all about, like, you know, he falls, and then he has this fear. He's afraid of doing this, and so he doesn't... He, like, misses out on all these experiences because he's afraid, mm-hmm. you know? And then in the end, he gets up there... Again, because mm-hmm. his paper airplane gets stuck. Right. He's got to get up there. Oh, man. And then he hatches. And yeah. He's a bird and he flies away. Yeah. And he doesn't have to be afraid of that anymore. Yeah. Like he's conquered it. I just thought that was really, again, it's like, like you're saying with this other book, it's easy to understand, mm-hmm. you know, but it's also a little on the profound side as well. So, right. and I didn't see it coming. Humpty yeah. Dumpty became a bird. Yeah. So, anyway. I prefer the one where Humpty Dumpty falls. Yeah. And his dad is like, why do we fall, Humpty Dumpty? That's Batman begins. And then Humpty Dumpty becomes Batman. And then he's like, the mask is... you wear okay. is a real mask. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Katie Holmes. So that that's the... You know what? That's actually a really good transition, though, because... The Batman thing? The other book Sick. that I wanted to talk about is called Batman is Kind. Aww. And it's by Carlos Spinner. This is just a little flip. Not to criminals. No. He's... It's a little, you know, just a regular, like, square paperback book. And it's set in the Batman Unlimited, like the movies. Right. But the whole story is just like, there's no villains in it. It's just Batman and Robin are like helping people as they go. Like they see somebody who needs Mm -hmm. something and they help them. (laughs) So it's nice because, you know, my son always, he likes Batman and stuff. and wants to read that kind of thing. Uh And it's sort of hard to find books, you know, for that age. And then when you do, they're still, even though it's like fun and goofy, they're still like fighting and, you know, so what I really liked about this was it had, you know, it was the coolest, like there's Batman and he's doing cool things, Mm -hmm. but he's not fighting. He's just helping and being kind. And I really wish that there were more books like that because it, it kind of got the best of both worlds. Like we had Batman, but we didn't have any like fighting or violence or anything. It was just like, let's be kind to people, but you know, right. We're still Batman, (laughs) you know? So I really, I, I was happy with that. So, I'd recommend either or both. Okay. You want to talk graphic novels? Recommend like to those with children and without? Probably just to those with children. Okay. I mean, anyone can read it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Batman is kind. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. Humpty Dumpty is a bird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, what picture book did I read? This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I know. Oh. That's why I was just getting that out of the way. Uh, well, then I'll, I'll bring up I Kill Giants. Okay. Graphic novel? It is a graphic novel by Joe Kelly. It's a standalone. It's not a superhero book. It's about a girl uh, dealing with some stuff at home um, and also fighting giants. Or is she? Or isn't she? So yeah. um, it's really good. Um, it it deals with a lot of heavy topics. Uh, it got me teary, teary-eyed. Okay. Uh, the art's really good. Um, it's black and white. It moves very briskly for the type of story it is. Um, I highly recommend it to everybody. A movie is out right now, but it's a yeah. limited release and I can't find it. So, uh, but yeah, it's really good. It's just about kind of, and she's not, I wouldn't say she's a teenager. I think she's a little younger than a teenager. Um, so she's dealing with a lot of like okay. issues that, you know, someone that young shouldn't really have to deal with. Sure. But also having to prepare her town for a giant invasion. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that's a lot. That's She's an outsider. Cool. She's just dealing with bullies and stuff. Yeah. But it's really good. Okay. So I really liked it. Um, it's, I've been meaning to read it forever. And now that I finally did, I'm You're glad a fan. I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess for me, my highest rated one is Back to the Future, the Continuum <laughs> Conundrum. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's the first like the time there's been an official, like yeah. this is a new Back to the Future story. Yeah. And I loved that. I was 100% in. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I was like, you got to read this because she likes Back to the Future. And she read it. She was like, it was boring. I yeah. didn't like it at all. Sorry, man. So, you know, I think it tugged on my nostalgia strings. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to give that honorable mention. I actually <laughs> think the best new series that I started was all new Superman. Okay. So this is set in China. Oh, yes. So there's like Chinese equivalents of Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman all sort of forced into these roles. The author of uh, American... Yeah, American-born Chinese. Yes. Uh, Gene Loon. Is that yeah, who it is? Yeah, that sounds okay. right. Anyway. Saints and Sinners? Saints and Boxers. Okay. Yeah, That's another right. thing you wrote. Yeah, okay, yeah, go yeah. on. Anyway, it's just it's a fun it's a fun take on those characters because there's enough like with the costumes and some mm-hmm. of the weaponry and stuff like it feels like they're kind of a different version of those characters and you have a, another layer of them kind of working with the government but also kind of like realizing that they got to do their own thing. It was a really intriguing oh. start to a series one I plan to uh, continue on with. Nice. So. All right, finally, what what about movie? What about movies? Best movie that you've seen this year? Oh my gosh! Yeah, this I year. I guess it's gonna go to Black Panther. Okay, I guess Black Panther from January job. till now. Yeah, yeah. Not Ready Player One's not in the mix. Ready Player One was fun, but I think Black Panther. Black Black Panther. <laughs> 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 You've been pants. Um, no, I think Black Panther um, is a better film. Okay, overall. Okay. So um, yeah, I had a lot. I really enjoyed Black Panther. Yeah. But I also want to give a shout out to Wonder Wheel, which is the new Woody oh, Allen with yeah. um, that's bold Kate, man, Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet. She is just great in it. Yeah, she just gives a great performance. It was a very the whole thing was just captivating. Mm. It was really good. I okay. really liked it. He's been on a pretty good like the last couple have been good. Uh, to Rome with Love with Alec Baldwin. Bad, horrible. Okay, I hated it. All right, Hugh but Jackman this was really was good. One. This was surprisingly Carl good. Yeah, Scoop. Yeah, that's really good too. Okay. There was sort of like a bad period and then a really strong string and then a few more bad ones. Mm. And then they've been pretty good. Yeah. So. Okay. I was kind of like, I didn't love Midnight in Paris. I thought that was a little dull. Oh, I like Midnight in Paris. You did? Yeah. Okay. I like it. Anyway, yeah. Wonder Wheel was very cool. I liked that yeah. a lot. And also Black Panther. And I really liked Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. The one we saw together. Oh, yeah. yeah. That counts as last year's films. But I saw it this year. I get it. I'm just, I'm just trying to <laughs> all right, all trying right. to help you with syntax. All right, then I'll give it to Wonder Wheel. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like if I hadn't seen Black Panther, I'd probably almost even give it to Annihilation. Oh right, it was so weird. Yeah, and page to screen, sci-fi. Yeah, which you know what we have the trilogy now right here in the new book section. Yeah. I left all three of them new, so yeah. they're easy to find, folks. Come in and check them out. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk library news. Okay. We got Judy Cook coming up. Judy She's doing Cook. a special. She hasn't been here in a couple of years. Uh, she does a program that is visual uh there's some music and a lot of it's focused around the letters that her great-grandparents i guess it would be Mm. wrote back and forth to each other and so she's never done this particular performance here and it's focusing on the home front during the civil war so a lot of her great-grandmother's letters um so it's a whole presentation and they're always really well received judy's excellent so that's coming uh april 12th uh, and that's going to be at seven o'clock and then we have Oh, I already mentioned Selma Lord Selma's our um, 
movie this month for seniors. Mm-hmm. Our book clubs were just finishing up The Last Coyote. Right. No, that's not it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. The Last Coyote. Isn't that by Michael, tomorrow Michael Wednesday? Connelly. That's Wednesday. Yep, that's Wednesday the 4th at 3.30, so you're welcome to join us for that. Mm-hmm. The next one after that is The Midnight House by Alex Berenson in preparation for his visit, which is coming up June 2nd. Mm-hmm. So in this one, you've got some time. Sister Bear learns that it's mm-hmm. okay to share. Yeah, she does. She learns that. But not gossip. Correct. Yeah. And the Patron Picks Book Club is currently doing the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. And you don't know what's next for that. No, we'll draw it. We always draw the next Patron Pick at the um, at that month's uh, page turner. Right. So when we meet to talk about Last Coyote on Wednesday, we'll draw the uh, book for the following month. Right. So that's it. We hope you will join us for any and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. Anything else you want to highlight before we uh, sign off? Teen photography show. That's we're, right. We're starting to collect photos. Yes. What I say, the n- April 9th mm-hmm. until the 18th. However, okay. I have already received some yeah, photos. Couple, so a uh, couple early birds. You can. You. I guess you can just bring them in whenever at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> so go Why ahead. Not? I'll take them. Um, but we will be hanging them up uh, starting the 19th. Okay. So uh, any teen photographers or friends of teen photographers. Uh, Bring bring Come your work on. so we Come can uh, we can display it and then have a pretty cool reception. Yes. So, I think. Oh, and then we're showing Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle Friday. That's April sixth at three thirty. Did you read the original children's book? Jumanji. Yeah. As a kid, I think so. I got that from a Scholastic book order, mm-hmm. and it was it's still one of my favorite like childhood books. Nice. I loved it. Yeah, I think I I read it after the movie. If I did, um, and I think I even read Zathora. Uh-huh. After oh, I remember yeah. liking Zathura, Zathura's the movie. a book. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I, I like the movie. I hope Welcome to the Jungle didn't retcon out Zathora. Uh oh. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but th- yes, we're showing that movie. It's PG thirteen. It's pretty funny. Come young, come old. Come meek, come bold. Help! I'm I'm stuck in a loop. Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> let you go. You were on a roll, and I liked it. So, <laughs> all right, and that's it. Oh, it's me. even by the same author. I guess I didn't realize yeah. that. I thought it was just like a take on Jumanji, but it's... Oh, yeah, no. It, it's like the sequel to Jumanji. Okay. So, well, I guess now Welcome to the Jungles, the sequel. <laughs> so. Plus the animated series, which yeah. we have the complete collection yeah. over in the juvenile DVDs. The That's family true. family yeah. DVDs. Do you know they there was... This just uh, this isn't related, but there was going to be a Jurassic Park animated series in the 90s. Oh, they, had, they released some stills of like a concept art for yeah. it. I don't know how you do it. It'd just be like... Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Dinosaur peril. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Because you can't eat anybody. Yeah, it's true. Unless they were going to go like, maybe like the... Well, there there is a Back to the Future animated series, lest we forget. Yeah, lest we forget. That was the thing in the 90s, like making animated series. Yeah, that's true. Based on established properties. It sure was. So... Yeah, definitely burnt us out fast by the end of the 2000s. Absolutely. It was, Absolutely. It was rough. And on that obscure but informative note, I yeah. think we'll close shop Let's go watch the, the Mummy cartoon. That's right. We'll so see you bad. next week. 